You are now listening to Peak Geek. Hello and welcome to Peak Geek. Those damn meddling kids have just unmasked me. Liam's plan to marry the rich widower has ruined by her daughters. Ash has been thrown out of court before he could get the deed to the old Jenkins house. And Alex was put in the hospital by a paint can on a string. We're furious, and most importantly, we're all here asking the same question. Just how hard is it to kill a kid? <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, the name of this episode's already uh, already bad. Uh, we have fun here. We have fun here. Yeah. So um, yeah, I was just I, this. Uh, I was just I wasn't watching, but I was just thinking about Home Alone, and then I was thinking about all those sort of you know the Goonies. Uh, I'm trying to think of other examples. Parent Trap, even to a lesser extent. What's that Robin Williams one where he lies to his kids? Mrs. Doubtfire. Um, although that's more on Robin Williams. Well, not Robin Williams himself, the the, the character he plays, than on the kids. But it's just like how. Do these adults keep failing? Like, it's real easy to kill a kid. Like, ask anybody. Well, I mean, ask a child murderer, and they'll tell you. <laughs> Easier than an adult. It's because... It's because... Because the kids have the power of friendship, and the adults want to rule the world by themselves. And um, the, the kids, like, you know, they have... They have I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to justify it being difficult to kill a kid is hard. I'm so happy for Alex that he really went into that with such like, it was like literally, stop, 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 I've got it. And he didn't have it, but he kept on regardless. <laughs> no, no, but really, usually like that's how I start everything, but I work it out. <laughs> so I think the fun thing is, is that Alex used to be that he would start those sentences and we'd interrupt him. But now we've learned if we just let him talk. <laughs> yeah, if we just let him talk, he beats himself. Yeah. <laughs> the only way to win for Alex is not to play. He's going to quit the podcast. So, I mean, are we going to mention Codename Kids Next Door in this? Because that's just ridiculous. The, the kids are just... Well, in that one, it's a lot harder to kill a kid. I'd argue that if you, like, take the Goonies, like, those are just kids. I'd, like, fucking gun to the back of the head. They they, they can't do anything right. But the Codename Kids Next Door, the kids actually have, like... Weapons sucks. and... Yeah. yeah, they're spies. Yeah, they... They're... Like, I couldn't kill... <laughs> I couldn't kill a kid with some kind of weird spankomatic or whatever it is they use. Like they, I did like that uh, joke in Code and Kid Next Door, where all the fucking gear had like really elaborate acronyms that spelled out stupid words. Like, yeah, I appreciate the thought. You'd be like, oh, we've we've given the agent spank, and it's like super perfect, aggressive, uh, neutralizing technology. Oh, no, that was a K, not a T. Um, neutral, neutralizing killer. I don't know. <laughs> oh god yeah no i do appreciate the ones of that and it was a great show to be fair <laughs> i always wonder do they work out what they like what the device is first and then do the acronym from that or do they like so say you've got like a device that like shoots boxing gloves you'd probably call it like pow or something wouldn't you and then you like work out like what's the p what's the o what's the w or do they like find a good acronym work out what those letters mean and then design a weapon based around that i'd like to so, think yeah. it's that way around yeah, I'd like to think it's name first and then... Just because it'd be funnier. Yeah. It's also a kid thing to do. I reckon it literally depends on... I imagine there's like a couple of writers and it depends on what the writers are good at. Like there's one guy who's like, I come up with acronyms and then I just invent guns. There's another guy like, I can make an acronym out of anything. Like you just fucking... Give me something. <laughs> you show me a picture, yeah, and I'll acronym the shit out of that. That's his one skill. They hire... He can't write for shit, but they hire him to do that. I mean, that's worth keeping him around. I'd love to be that guy, to be fair. Imagine how much you get paid. So this topic also brought me back to another throwback, which is um, Hollywood's 
obsession with shady land deals and being a bad landlord, which we've touched upon in a previous Peak Geek. Um, once again, I was thinking about old fucking um, like kid movies where you know, like the, the it's like a well, the movies that fit this basically, like the, a lot of the old eighties movies about friendship and being a kid. And I was like, so many of them, the guy's only plan is like. I need to steal this fucking fucking like shack on the edge of town for some reason and he just cares so fucking much. <laughs> it's either that or he's just a bad husband. Like he's just trying to get back with his wife but he's a terrible dude and the kids are just like trying to stop him. <laughs> but there's always like you see one thing that I I'm always confused about is like the dad's always shit but then the kids hate the new stepdad, who's just like a pretty decent dude. Like, there's a real bias against stepdads, isn't there? Like, there really is. I, I, I know I shouldn't bring up um, Mrs. Doubtfire because it doesn't technically count. Because obviously, like, nobody's trying to kill any kids in that. I think like John, uh, uh, fucking what's his name, Robin Williams is the main problem there. Uh, but like in that movie, it's um, it's James Bond who's fucking um, the stepdad, isn't it? It's, uh, um, Pierce Brosnan. Brosnan. Yeah, Pierce Brosnan. And in that movie, he's like. An okay stepdad. He doesn't maybe connect with the kids that well, but he's trying really hard. And like, in fairness, he can't connect with the kids because the dad's there. Yeah, and like woman. the dad is literally there, like sabotaging these kids' relationship with their new stepdad, pure like, and lying to his children. Like, I don't know about you guys, but I I would be pretty upset if my. I mean, I'm obviously I have an estranged biological father, but if my biological father showed up pretending to be like my university lecturer for six months, and then I found out it was all some kind of elaborate ploy to get me to like him again, I'd never trust anybody ever again. I'd be incredibly pissed off. Yeah, bring up some really bad trust issues. Fuck yeah! Like can you ones imagine? that they've probably already instilled by the fact that they fucked off. Also, in that period, the I mean. Does he contact his kids the allotted amount as himself? Or is he just misses Doubtfire for six months and they're like, oh, I guess dad didn't want to hang out with us anymore. Like, he just fucking went... He, ever since we got this new nanny, I haven't seen my fucking dad. <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I have a feeling that, like, he rings them up or something. I feel like he does see them as himself. I'd also be like, dad, why do you never come visit anymore? Why do we never, like, have custody with dad? Like, I feel- if, I, if the only contact I had with my dad after... Because it's immediately after... Like, shit goes south. Like, basically, their mum says, you need to be a better father. I don't want you hanging out with my kids anymore. And from the kids' perspective, instead of, like, fighting to hang out with them, their dad just goes dark. Like, he just disappears and occasionally calls, and then they get a new nanny. Like... I think there was, like, a custody thing where he wasn't allowed near them for a bit. Oh, well, that... I mean, that might be a bit more of a justification. I'm not... I don't super clearly remember. This is completely off topic as well, because, like I said, it doesn't count. It's fine. It's kids movies and yeah it's fine I'll, that's true I'll, I'll have some i'll do some research on it because i'm not 100 sure on it but i'm sure there was some form of like custody thing him's gonna do our very important mid podcast looking up of the plot <laughs> of mrs doubtfire i bought an ipad so i could do this quietly yeah i'm pretty sure it's in mr doubtfire he's not allowed to see them and that's why he pretends to be a be a nanny so you get you can still see his kids i can already hear the angry emails that we're getting right and i now. i imagine i imagine like in it like it doesn't show you in on the movie i don't think but i'd imagine he like just tells his kids like shh it's really me 
That well, no, because no, there's definitely a reveal where like yeah. he's like, Mrs. Doubtfire was me all along, and the kids are like, what? Yeah, there was a bit. I think Wait, it, what? I, th- I think it was with his youngest daughter where she finds out first, and then there's something. Yeah, there. and then they have to keep the joint. I've got it up now. Yeah, there's a custody hearing, and the mother gets sole custody, so he can't see them unless he gets um, a new job and a stable house and things like that first. Uh, but then his fr- friend happens to be a makeup artist, so they make him into a nanny. I don't believe any of you would ever do that. Like, No, I'd just fight for my kids instead. <laughs> also, follow-up question. Is he paying alimony? Uh, probably not until he earns a job. He must be, yeah, right? Yeah, probably because he has no job. He has no income at all. So, so what's happening is that he's working as a nanny for his ex-wife, who is obviously paying him for being a nanny, and then he's paying his alimony... With the money she pays it, with her money. Oh, yes. that's a that's a hilarious thought. <laughs> that's more sus, right? That's fucked. <laughs> it's like you might as well just not bother paying me. <laughs> imagine if you imagine you break up with your wife, right, and then you get a job working for her, and you pay you like you have to pay her alimony, like you're just giving her money back. That feels like a tax dodge. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'd like I'd have a lifelong mistrust of little old lady mentorship, you know, position people. I don't think you mean don't you mean you I don't like, already? Huh? <laughs> you don't already? <laughs> Ever since I watched that movie, man, anytime an old woman comes up to me, I'm like, get away! It's really a man. It's really a man. <laughs> You're a white man in a fat suit. I know how this goes. <laughs> Here, I made biscuits for you. <laughs> Just throw them on the ground. Come, you woman! Reveal your true nature. Jez just trying to pull the old lady's wig off. <laughs> when in actual fact is just... I can't... Did they ever do that in the movie? I can't believe, because that is the perfect era of filmmaking I think for like that's a how gag. They reveal it in the end. Where of someone... Like, no, no isn't, that the, isn't that the perfect era of filmmaking for a gag where like somebody figures out that Robin Williams is secretly a pretend old lady and then accidentally grabs a real old lady instead of Robin Williams <laughs> and is like trying to pull this old lady's hair off. Like, I can't believe that. That feels like that should be a scene in that movie, right? <laughs> yeah, that, that should. It should be, yeah. Like, this, like even if it was like the stepdad, like the stepdad tries to pull off Robin Williams' wig but grabs the wrong yeah. person. No, because Pierce Brosnan's character wasn't really like that, was he? He was like just a nice guy. That's why it's even worse. No, but like, I mean, like, that's like the only type of character that would do that, like, unless it was like his yeah, ex-wife. Yeah, maybe. Like, his ex-wife's like, I know you're really, like, you're really this guy. And then it goes to She Paul. gets, like, suspicious and so she, like, accidentally attacks an old lady. <laughs> Which yeah. is not a great stance to take in life. So, no. Goonies, how would you... Well, stop the kids. A Glock. I mean, they have guns. <laughs> they just, they just, they just miss. I'm just better with a Glock. Guns? They're the stormtroopers of kids' movies. They literally have a gun. Like the the late, the woman in it, like the mother, takes a revolver down the hall with them, and just shoots at them and misses every single shot. I feel like if you're that bad with a gun, don't use one. <laughs> yeah, if you're that bad, just don't have one. Have you guys seen the? Is it the Rescuers with the with the with the mice and? Because I remember very distinctly a scene that this I might need to look this up, but a scene I think it was in The Rescuers, which is an old Disney film with cartoon mice. It was like 2D, so it's quite old. Where um, there's like a fucking stepchild or something similar, like or an adopted child, and the fucking kid is being sent down like this tiny mine crevasse because it's the the kid's only person small enough to go down there to mine diamonds or something. <laughs> I swear to God, I'm not crazy. This is a real thing. (laughs) There's like treasure down there or something. And I was like, I just remember that. And I was like, that's fucked. But I would do that if there was like diamonds involved. Yeah, man. That's worth it. (laughs) 
<laughs> you're weighing it up. It's just like, well, it's a bit of trauma for like, what, an hour? It's a couple hours? It's just a day, a day's trauma. Let's be fine. We're rich now. I, I can pay for a therapist with this money. The rescue is down under, or the rescue. No, it's not the rescue is. The rescue is down under is the sequel. In the original rescuers, what happens is that there is a woman called Medusa, um, who has kidnapped a child. I think, yeah, blah blah. Somebody has kidnapped a child, uh, and placed that child under the guard of two trained crocodiles, Brutus and Nero. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I fucking love Disney films from the. <laughs> have you watched this recently, or have you just got a really good memory for this movie? I just have a great memory for dumb shit. Um, it's animation. It's Jez's thing. That is awesome, I think, yeah. They learn that Medusa plans to force Penny, that's the kidnapped kid, uh, to enter a small hole that leads down into a pirate's cave where the devil's eye is located. I remember very distinctly, yeah, the, the oceanic tide keeps rising and flooding the cave and Penny keeps trying to fucking, um, like, be like, hey, I'm going to drown. And they're like, no, get the fucking uh, pirate treasure, yeah. whatever. Like, And then eventually I think they beat the uh, old angry old woman with the power of not being a cunt. <laughs> See, that's what kids read. That's that's the secret power that kids have is just not being a cunt. Does that woman not know you can buy like crowbars and pickaxes? Like, just make the hole bigger. Fuck me, you had to kidnap a child. No, because you do, have to use then... a crowbar yourself. It's it's just much easier to send a child. See, that's exact. Alex raised a very important point that I think is the key detail that is the difference between me and all these fucking scrubs that can't kill kids. Right, I am a lot more hands on. When I need something done, I do it myself. Right, you wouldn't need to kill kids. Yeah, the number one problem, right, is either I wouldn't need to kill kids because I wouldn't kidnap... If I found, discovered there was a hole that led to pirate's treasure, I would get a crowbar and I would fucking open that hole up and I would go in myself. I wouldn't try and find a child small enough to fit because that's stupid as shit. But if I did and the child acted up, I would put a bullet through their kneecaps. I would be like, this, like listen, we're playing hardball here, motherfucker. <laughs> so, what's, so what's the excuse for like the bad guys in the Goonies then? Because they are doing it themselves, and then the kids just take over. I think there's some hardcore incompetence there. Yeah, like, <laughs> inbred, that's that's the issue with them. Yeah. Well, yeah, Im- we've all seen... Oh, my God, what's his name? Sloth. Sloth, that's his name. Oh, yeah. you, to you have to, you have to realise that, like, the types of people that run the, like, bad guys are, like, um, well, bad guy entrepreneurs. But the, the people that are underneath them are just the people who report to a newspaper, like, job clippings that just say i need a hired goon please and intelligence <laughs> yeah. not required <laughs> ma says i really need to get a job or she's gonna stop letting me sleep in the attic like do you think these guys are getting paid no i feel like they're just there so because they feel good when they get ordered about <laughs> what so it's a sex thing for them <laughs> <laughs> it's just a fetish it's just a fetish what the fuck? No, it just they they don't have they they they're down on their luck. They don't feel like they have control over their lives, and now they've got a just a a, a strong uh, father figure to tell them what to do, and it's to get rich. Well, to get they're him looking rich. for fucking structure is what you're saying. Yeah, they're like my life is spiraled out of control, and I really really need to just I need some structure. I need a gym workout routine, and I need someone to boss me around and make me kidnap children. Yeah. I gotta get my life back in order. It's like joining the army. What's he implying? Like joining the army. <laughs> He's not hundred percent wrong. No. You, like... Let's think about it this way, right? You get structure. You get someone who bosses you about and doesn't take no for an answer. Under no under no circumstances should you think about what you're doing. You should just do as you're told, and you make morally questionable decisions and eventually become vilified. It's basically like joining the army. Yeah. So for that, the yeah. child kidnapping, I imagine. 
I well, that depends on what you're mate, after. Mate, I was going to say, have you have you heard some of the fucking war crimes that we've been committing recently, and America's been committing recently? Yeah, we just don't discuss those at this point. <laughs> Bury your Let's head. not forget the Vietnam War, boys. It wasn't that long ago. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, America's shit stain. America's Nepal. finest hour. <laughs> anyway, back to kids' movies. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe there hasn't been a Vietnam kids movie, you know. There probably has, to be honest. I mean, uh, to be fair, there's seven, 71 in 71 into the fire is technically a kids movie, but like it's, a, it's just about kids that joined the army and all get killed. That's a pretty grim kids movie. Yeah, I've never watched it, and I don't think I want to. It's all in Korean, like. Oh right, okay, now fuck that. I don't know why it's a Korean movie. Like they did it as a Korean movie. About, you don't know why it's a Korean movie. Well, it's about Vietnam. Mate, like Korean movies with like kids in are usually like pretty good. Or like, I don't know if it's Korean or it's Japanese, but like the original like Hunger Games movie, like that's yeah, Battle Royale. That's definitely Japanese. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought so. I just couldn't think of any like specific like. I know there is like Korean movies with like kids in, but I just can't think of any right now. I don't know any Korean. I don't know any Korean movies with kids in it. But obviously, Parasite is Korean, and that's supposed to be very good. Oh my god, Parasite is good though. I haven't actually seen it. It's not really my kind of enjoyed yeah, subject. I Nobody's. I there aren't any any teenagers playing sports. The hardest to be the sports champion. So it's not really my. Thing. <laughs> and there isn't there isn't one guy that just becomes far too overpowered. So. Mm, are you thinking Shaolin Soccer here, Jez? Oh, fuck me, that's speaking, such a good movie. Speaking oh. of those... Um, I feel tropes. like I need to watch that again. Oh, dude. And then Kung Fu Dunk immediately afterwards. <laughs> Forgot about that. <laughs> speaking of those tropes, you've got a whole lot of, like, anime teenagers versus uh, grown-ups. Yeah, but they, they tend to go more for the, like, teenage era. Like, and you look at these teenagers, well, and in anime tradition, the teenagers are, like, like strong like sometimes just in the context of like the show they're just like normal humans but they're still like teenagers are just i don't know every teenager the authors ever met was apparently like a fucking gym rat uh (laughs) but then sometimes they also have mystical powers yeah they pilot a mech yeah like you don't want to fuck with you don't want to fuck with anybody between the ages of 13 and 15 in fucking japan because they will fucking whip out (laughs) a giant sword and fuck your day up it's a weird thing in, in Japan. I don't understand why they just ha- have loads of these teens piloting mechs. I, I get that it's probably just to appeal to the target audience, but come on. <laughs> is this what their wish is for their future army? It's also the in most Gundam series, like the kids are actually slaves. Ah right, okay. They're not they they don't like they're not like, oh these these fifteen year olds somehow made a mech. The adults are still in control. They just enslaved these children because they're smaller and expendable. Fair. There's quite a lot of child soldiers in Gundam, yeah. which is not something I thought like I'd it, say today. Like if you watch uh, I Am Blooded Orphan, that's just oh, all, that's all just Orphan. child soldiers just getting it's killed. It's legitimately the best Gundam series. Yeah, that is amazing. Fair. I'll, uh, I'll, I need to have a look, watch more Gundam stuff to be fair. I've not watched a lot. So to flip the script a little bit, can we also talk about the fucked up shit these kids get away with in these movies? I'm thinking specifically of the Home Alone movies, but it also yeah. transcribes other like, stuff. Have you seen the video where the have you seen the video where it's got a kill counter for Home How many times yeah, how many times that, that kid should have killed? Yeah. Like that is insane. <laughs> the electric shock alone, cardiac yeah. arrest. The paint can on a string, right? That probably could kill me. Like if I got full like from that speed at that distance to the skull and it's the sharp edge, I'm done. That's it. Fucking even, even dead. when like, even when he freezes the steps, like if they fall down the frozen steps, oh yeah, like broken ribs, broken broken spine, yeah, like that—that's possible death right there. 
<laughs> Are we talking like if you think about the second one as well? He's got one of them in the basement with fucking nails and oil over all over his feet and oh, yeah, yeah. like climbing up the stairs. That motherfucker's gonna die from some form of infection. See, I think they learn a bit in the fourth one. I know I can remember the fourth Home Alone movie, which doesn't have Macaulay Culkin in it. Yeah, it's, was it the third one or the fourth one weren't Macaulay Culkin? They were straight to yeah. DVD, yeah. And they weren't, um, they weren't a Culkin, I don't think. But in the fourth one, he's in a mansion, and it's less him, like, pulling some saw-level shit, and more just, like... Like, I remember distinctly there's one where he just sets all the taps going and just blasts, like, them with water, and they're just, like... Like, he's not murdering them, he's just <laughs> on the run and disorientating them. them. Like, yeah, like, I think he flies, like, a toy plane into them, and I'm like, okay, that, that like, throws them off and is making it very difficult for them to do what they're trying to do, but it's also not lethal. Like, nobody dies from getting a fucking RC plane to the face. It just hurts. Whereas in the first one, he gets them to go do- down a zip line at some oh, yeah. stupid height, and they fall off it. Which leads to my theory that Macaulay Culkin was responsible for that because secretly he wants like he's just a sick sore level dude like he's like a murderer when do you think about like if he phoned the police it could have been sorted straight away he's a child that's been left alone uh wasn't the point though that didn't they cut the uh the wires he does call the police but then it's like why don't you just go to the police station because there's two there's two situations there either you go to the police station the police like all right we believe you they call the house nobody answers they're like right what the fuck are we gonna do about this kid or they go, no, we don't believe you. Then he refuses to leave, and they have to take him home to his parents. And then when they get home, his parents are clearly not yeah, there. because it doesn't just happen in one night, doesn't it? Isn't like Home Alone two nights? It's like uh, Home Alone is like a couple the weeks. First, I think it's the first couple of days. There's the first one where he sets up, and then it's the second one where they turn up. Uh, no, there's there's more weeks before that because he knows they're going to try and rob him because they because he puts up he spends a couple days setting up. Remember, he puts up the silhouettes so they think there's people there for a bit. Yeah, but eventually. He like like I think a couple of days after he does that, one of his like elaborate fucking gadgets, his cue from fucking James Bond level gadgets, uh, <laughs> like breaks down and they realise that there's nobody in the house. Well, well, everyone knows that you can't trust adults. Like you just, you can't trust the police. You you can't trust anyone in a kids movie, but apart from maybe the mother character, like even the like the father or, or the stepfather or, character, that's untrustworthy. Or, follow-up, there's one other character you can trust, which is always the most suspicious and uncomfortable-looking adult. Yes. <laughs> Wasn't that the old man in this one? It was, literally, the creepy old yeah. man. And the guy in the shop as well. Turns out to be a nice guy and may as well deck one, well kill one with a shovel. <laughs> that yeah, shovel only, shot to the, the head at the end. The adult you can trust in a kid's movie is the one adult that has somehow uh, rejected adult world in some way. That he his life runs on karate or something. <laughs> so I've just done the uh, the research right, and it's at least four days. I think I think there's a day where he realizes he's home alone and he's having fun. Then they the family realize. Then there's two days where the flights home are booked up, so they can't get back to him. And then on the last day, they arrive obviously at night because he's in the midst of like a elaborate battle yeah. for dominance with the fucking burglars. So it's about four days. And somehow the parents don't know what happened in the end because they just come back and there happens to be a tooth on the floor and that's it. They're like, ah, it's all good, guys. I'm so glad that Kevin's alive. Kevin, I've remembered his fucking name. I've been, in my head, I've been calling him Macaulay Culkin, but I was desperately trying to remember what the character's name was. I was just like, those whole four days, he could have just went to the police. Like, Oh, yeah, absolutely. He didn't have to, he didn't have to phone. He could have just went there as well. Or went to, like, 
any place that like adults are and went, I've been left alone. Can you please take me to the police? Yeah, also it was the 90s. And like, obviously nowadays people don't hang out with their neighbours as much. But in the 90s, like everybody knew their fucking neighbours and like you'd go over for like fucking block parties or whatever with your fucking... Especially if you lived in shitty American suburbia like Kevin McAllister did. Mate, I, I, would, not, I would not be like going over like to help a kid who quite obviously before this movie been setting up traps for his postman or something. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Is that I think the reason nobody wants to help Kevin McAllister is because Kevin McAllister's got this reputation for being like this fucking just a dick, crazy murderer. serial killer kid. Yeah, they're like, don't go near the McAllister house. That kid was practiced. Also, also, I think, I think the reason you can't go to like all the neighbors' houses is they've all gone on holiday because like that's like sort of like the setup because like they steal from every house on that street. Yeah, they were intended to steal from about four or five of them, and they ah, yeah, they all, all fucking went. Which on is ridiculous. The Why the fuck are all of them going away? Because Christmas sucks. Like, if you look at America, everyone hates Christmas. Like, they like, they'd rather go on holiday than yeah. stay. Instead, like, maybe if they weren't such cunts. Yeah, like, stop being assholes to everyone. Just like be nice to people. You know what? It is? It's because it. everybody in America seems to hate their family and friends. Like, yeah. you ever notice that? Like, there's this massive theme in america of like we go away for christmas because we don't want to spend it with our like our family and friends and i'm like well maybe you should have better friends yeah or like, <laughs> like I mean, family you can't do much about look at krampus like that does oh, like krampus. that's funny yes. the, like the whole way through that it's like it's a normal american family like they all just hate each other they just get together for christmas because they have to and then krampus kills them all also follow-up point to that you don't have to get together with your family you don't like on christmas no i don't, don't plan on going to see my estranged father at christmas because why the fuck would i do that yeah i literally <laughs> i'm seeing my mother and my father that's it done so bizarre <laughs> that's that's why a strange elderly pensioner will walk into your life over <laughs> christmas <laughs> with a shovel apparently oh uh, yeah i remember that scene that's quite funny so um yeah, I mean, it's pretty... Uh, Kevin McAllister's going to grow up to be, like, the Zodiac killer, right? We can all agree on that. Surely. Yeah. Apparently they deciphered one of the Zodiac killers. Uh, uh, it was the 340 things. cipher. They and they learned it. that the Zodiac killer can't fucking spell. Yeah. I, to be fair, I'm at the point now where it's probably just gibberish. And no one's been able to crack it because it has no fucking... It's just gibberish. I don't really follow the Zodiac killer because I have better things to do with my life than pay attention to serial killers. See, it just, it just came up on my Google News, so... Yeah, I was like, oh, what's this? Facebook the other day. So. But, it's just but apparently like, they've passed it to the FBI and they won't tell anyone what they've solved just in case. What? No, there's a YouTube video that came up with a, a whole Have message. Have they explained it? Oh, fuck yeah, me. I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I, I, skip, I skipped to the bit where they read the message and then there was like a 10 minute video. I didn't watch. Imagine having misunderstood that so much. Liam's like, yeah, it's super, super top secret. Liam's like the guy out the front of the club who's like, yeah, bouncer's not letting anybody in and then you just walk straight past him and breeze past the bouncer, yeah. <laughs> I just assumed because they passed it to the FBI, they weren't allowed to release anything. I didn't see the, Liam's, the video. Liam's trying to sneak in the back through like a, an open smoking door, like getting past the guys who weren't there while everyone else is just wandering in the front door. <laughs> Uh, it wasn't. I don't remember it. I, like I, I don't remember it being very interesting. I haven't remembered it. No, no, it was. It wasn't. It didn't mean anything. Yeah, like they, they, they literally said afterwards. Like they literally put after like the statement of like what it said was like this doesn't help them in the case at all. <laughs> oh fuck me! Like deciphering it didn't help them in any way. Isn't that the one that they've been trying to decipher for fucking years yeah, as well? Yeah. Jesus Christ! They've been trying to decipher it pretty much since like they realized that he's a thing. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> it's just like, it didn't help them at all. It's just hilarious. Well done, guys. I'm sure that was the one that they tried to put a super cube computer on. It didn't work. So following up from my Kevin McAllister thing, 
So I, I, I want to posit this, right? Let's flip the script even more. Are the real villains the kids? Because let's be honest, right? If you look at Home Alone as the prime example, but I will get to other movies later, right? Kevin McAllister is being robbed. Now, being robbed, obviously, you know, it's pretty traumatic. You don't want it to happen. Nobody wants to get robbed. Yeah? I think yeah, it's not great. Yeah. But murdering a man who tries to rob you is probably a disproportionate response. Yes. Like, In America, it's legal. Despite so. what America says about standing your ground, all right? If someone's trying to take your TV, it is not acceptable to take his life. No, like, look at morals. Like, <laughs> it is not morally okay to Anyone with morals No, no, absolutely not. Like, it's not doesn't matter what okay. the law says. Like, over in the UK, we have a law where, like, if someone's coming towards your bedroom, then it's you can literally, like, beat them because they came in with the intent to kill you. But even, yeah. So you could yeah, use reasonable like, force to, like, to prevent that. If they happen to die... If they happen to die, then you will get done for manslaughter and still be allowed to walk the streets because they're like, well, it wasn't like murder, murder. It was defensive. There was a massive case on this a few years ago where a robber broke into an old man's house, tried to beat him, yeah, and then and he the old man... stabbed him to death with a screwdriver. <laughs> That's fucked up, man. That's even worse. It was... I think it was the old man survived and the robber didn't. Yeah. <laughs> they were putting... I can... Because I can kind of, like, fuck with the idea that, like, right, well, if you're defending your house with a gun and you have to fire that gun... And once again, Americans, you shouldn't have guns. Chill the fuck out with that shit. But, like, if you are defending your house with a gun, it's very hard not to kill someone because yeah. guns are very lethal, right? But that was a fucking screwdriver. Yeah. It's like... very hard to kill someone with a screwdriver unless you're really fucking trying... Yeah, like clearly this guy robbed the wrong old guy. That old man was just waiting for an excuse to kill. <laughs> uh, Xboxer or something as well, so he was full on kitted out to beat the shit out of him. Guys, guys, here's a secret. That that old man was Kevin McAllister growing up. <laughs> <laughs> no, if it was if it was Kevin, the, the screwdriver would be attached to like a pulley system that like yeah. the door and go straight A crossbow would have fired the screwdriver at him from across the room. <laughs> would have threw him, not just stabbed him. <laughs> oh, it would have been like a fifty cal going through his chest. What do you reckon? Kevin McAllister is kidnapped. Right, Kevin McAllister and Saw both become aware of each other at the same time and both <laughs> both attempt to kill the other. <laughs> do you reckon Saw can get Kevin McAllister or Kevin McAllister will get Saw? I reckon my Kevin McAllister on, uh, get Saw. Yeah, um, my money's on Kevin. Jigsaw just sort of like knocks people out and then kidnaps them, where like Kevin McAllister just kills them. Yeah, how many <laughs> fictional characters do you think Kevin McAllister can take on? Like, Batman? Do you reckon if Batman was trying to infiltrate Kevin McAllister's house, that Kevin McAllister <laughs> would fucking kill him? How, how much prep has he got? I think, I think Batman, like, Batman might win there. No, 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 no. Just because just cause of all his high-tech shit. I yeah. reckon but Kevin McAllister is so unhinged that Kevin McAllister will have, like, six lines of defense, and the final line of defense is Batman, like, grabs him by the scruff of the neck and is like, oh, I've got you. And Kevin's like, no. I've got us both and just flicks a button and they both blow up. Like he's like suicide bombing yes. it at the end. No, I reckon like I reckon like what it is like Batman goes through all these six lines of defenses, gets the Joker, and then he just demasks as Kevin McCullough. <laughs> <laughs> I got some bad news for you, Ash, but in most most incarnations the Joker's not actually wearing a mask. No no no, but like he just does. Like he he totally thinks he's going up against the Joker and then he just takes the mask like he takes off a Joker mask. He's like, got you. <laughs> I reckon Kevin McAllister would absolutely murder. I don't. I think Kevin McAllister versus the um, the Joker would be a pretty even fight. I reckon Kevin McAllister versus the Riddler. The Riddler's getting like strung up somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> I personally believe that Kevin absolutely destroys Batman because, right? Oh, here we go. Ba Batman is like 
he's he's the top guy for like gruff, like the world is shit, like everything's bad, like he's he's just an angry dude, and there's nothing that kids movies hate more than an angry like just dude. So like if there's a happy go lucky soundtrack like playing underneath, Kevin's got it. I, I just think. Can I can I say <laughs> that in my head when he was going up against Batman, Kevin McCaster was an adult. Like I don't know why. Yeah. Also, I was also, like, he's actually, aged, moved to Gotham, and started to fuck some shit up. Actually, as well, thinking back, like normally when the Joker does stuff to Batman, it's high tech still. Like it's still yeah. got like some high tech stuff to it. Like he uses like high tech gas like distribution systems stuff like that. Where like. Kevin doesn't. He just He's puts just a bit a of string, string on some things. Like Batman probably couldn't detect that. Actually, like he'd use his like scanners and be like, "Oh, this room's perfectly safe." Walks in, dead. <laughs> Walks in, yeah. fifteen pet cans. Yeah, check. you can't scan. You can't scan for fucking crossbow loaded with a screwdriver, can you? Like, there's no scan for that. We're also thinking along the sides of Kevin's the villain here. What if Kevin turns into the next Batman? No, Kevin's definitely Kevin is definitely the villain. Yeah, he he that? actively tries to kill two people that break into his house. If Kevin was a hero, I picture him not as a Batman. I don't know who I picture. him I'm as. thinking like Nightwing. He'd be like a Deadpool. <laughs> you know who? You know who Kevin McAllister almost is. He's almost John Constantine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> master of the dark arts of murdering people. Yeah, but he's got that kind of unhinged morals and he doesn't like to get his hands dirty with like the physical stuff. He's more of like a, like he sets up an elaborate trap or he makes a deal yeah. with someone and like, you know, like he's got that kind of vibe to him. <laughs> John Constantine without the magic. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I don't, if, if yeah. Kevin McAllister lived in Gotham, I wouldn't put it past him to try and like get some magic shit. Like, Yeah, yeah. He, he Kevin McAllister is the fucking Disney version of Artemis Fowl from the Artemis Fowl books. <laughs> I would watch the shit out of that crossover. Oh my god! Are they making a TV series about Artemis Fowl? As it well? was fucking. It was an awful movie. Yeah, I think that they already liked. Yeah, because the whole premise of Artemis Fowl is that he starts off as a villain in like the first book, like an actual legitimate villain, and then by the end of like the last book, he's like an anti-hero. Like he's kind of grown a bit of a conscience. But in the first one, he like trades because the fairies. Oh, this, we're getting into the deep dive of Artemis Fowl, which I didn't expect us to do today. But here we are. Uh, <laughs> oh, so the fairies. The fairies uh, who live in the center of the earth in that like and live in like it's like a hidden world situation where nobody knows about magic, right? But the fairies are also high tech as well, so it's got, they've got like a lock on everything. Except Artemis Fowl finds a fairy who like got addicted to heroin, I think, or something like in that ilk, and like basically st- like drug withdrawals the fairy until the fairy gives up the location of like the fairy's special book that contains all the like magic rules and shit that they all carry around. So then he gets one of those, confirms that like. The fairies have a protocol, whereas if a, um, the fairies have a massive fund of gold for if a fairy operative gets caught in the field by a human and needs, like, a, a ransom. So Armas Fowl kidnaps this, uh, elf called Holly, who is, like, a special forces elf. Um, see, now I'm picturing me. Holly from Red Dwarf instead. Uh, unfortunately not. So he, he, oh my god, this is, right, uh, how long am I going to talk about Armas Fowl? Hopefully not much longer. So he kidnaps a, a, an elf called Holly, right, and holds her to ransom, gets the gold, but... In the end, it turns out like there's like a there's sort of like a subplot of, of bad shit happening with the with the fairy world. So he kind of breaks even at the end because he helps them like avoid that bad shit and like saves Holly's life, I think, and gives her back. And he takes the gold, but it's kind of like a you know like he breaks even. They're like, well, we don't hate him because he did help us out, but he also did get away with all the gold in the end because, like I said, he's still a villain at this point. Then 
as time progresses, he has more and more dealings with the fairies, including one where his butler, who's like the fucking, like, Brock Lesnar of butlers, it's fucking amazing, um, his butler gets nearly killed in combat. He cryogenically freezes his butler, and then, uh, like, in the field, he, like, very quickly builds a cryo machine. This is fucking... I've gone on for too long, but we're going to keep going anyway. Right, so he, he, in the field of battle, builds a cryogenic freezing system to save butler's life, because butler's about to die and can't get medical help. Then goes to the phone and says all of the keywords that the fairies are, like, monitoring human communications for in order. So that, like, tips them off that it's him and not anybody else, because he's the only human who would know all that shit. So they, they send the specific agents that, like, are kind of okay with him because they've had, like, dealings in the past and they've got, like, an uneasy friendship. And he's like, listen, I will agree to anything you ask of me if you save his life, which ends with him getting his mind wiped. And then, it, okay, I'm going to stop talking about um, the plot of all the Artemis file books in order by now. But basically, what was my point? I don't know. I think we trailed off a bit. <laughs> It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> so that's a, a brief history of some of Artemis Fowl. But no, I know what I was going to say. Right, so yeah. So basically that's Artemis Fowl. Sounds really cool, doesn't it? Like it's a really great book series that I enjoyed a lot as a kid. I probably wouldn't enjoy them as much as an adult, but like they were good kids books. Like yeah, yeah. really good yeah. kids sorry, books. I'm sorry, but he's right? not a good guy. The movie, no, not at all. He's a bad dude. What? Like that's the whole point of the books is that guys he's like a con- villain. Yeah. And that's what makes it so fun is you're like, this guy's a piece of shit, but he always comes out on top. And then eventually he grows a conscience like by about book five. And you're like, oh, I kind of get it. We've seen him develop from like this emotionally stunted piece of shit kid into like a more healthy, like adult. Well, not adult. Still he's, like, somewhat think, a, piece a late of shit. teenager. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, he's an asshole, but he's learned that maybe he shouldn't be like a villain. He should be like a, a closer to an antihero. Like I said, he's got more of a, uh, not Deadpool vibe, more of like a Punisher, not Punisher either. He just has, like, the vibe of an anti-hero. Uh, you know, he has a shadow from Sonic the Hedgehog kind of vibe by the end of it. Like, <laughs> yeah. He's, like... A redeemed not, villain kind of thing. Yeah, he's not a villain. He's, re- yeah, a redeemed villain, essentially. And then there's a bit later where, like, there's kind of, like, an on-off thing with him and Holly where maybe they kind of want to, you know, like, bang, but he kind of ruins Wait, Holly's it. Holly's an by, elf, um, right? Yeah, you're allowed to bang it's elves. Like, fucking get out of my hair with this book. shit. Okay, all right. <laughs> Well, it doesn't, so is this a, what you're expecting Kevin McAllister to turn into? That kind of character? And my point was actually that, um, I mean, yes, but also my point was that Disney made a movie, because uh, you mentioned the TV series, the movie was terrible because they make him just like a good kid straight away. Uh, like He's like, oh, he's a nice kid and just wants to help people and he's an evil genius, but he's a criminal, but maybe they're just like the same as... And I'm like, fuck off with all this shit. The appeal of those books was that like he was in it for himself. He was trying to get money because he's the head of a crime empire at like 12, because his dad, who used to be the head, went missing. And so he's just like selfish, and then he learns over a lot of time. Like, I cannot stress enough. He ends the first book a piece of shit. He ends the second book a piece of shit. He ends the third book a piece of shit. By the fourth book, he's kind of not as much of a piece of shit, you know? Like, whereas in this movie, it's like, there is no redemption arc. He's just redeemed at the start, and it's implied that maybe he used to be kind of an asshole, but like even then, he clearly wasn't. He was just a nice dude. So they've kind of just started halfway through, but... it's. There's it's no like character the, development. It's like the moral equivalent of whitewashing. Right, okay. You get what I mean? Like, they painted over all of the bad character traits that made him interesting and all of his personality and just made him generic, plucky-go-lucky hero. Right, okay, so... That's just I, classic yeah, kids, fair enough. M- kids book to That's kids movie, isn't it? Classic really? fucking yeah. Disney, yeah. Like, yeah. piece of shit. Anyway, it did terribly because it sucks shit, and I'm very happy that it did terribly. Because I'd rather there be no movie than a terrible movie that gets loads of other movies. Which is yeah. fair enough. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Um, I was going to say, that way you were going with Kevin McAllister. But yeah, right? that is the, the uh, possibly the... If he meets the right people, that is Kevin McAllister's like, 
character arc for me. But also, it could be the reverse. Like, you know, in Deadpool 2, where the kid is, like, powerful and bullied and eventually grows yeah. up to be, like, the world's biggest... Me- That's also where I could see Kevin McAllister going if he doesn't make the right friends. Like, it's kind of a Deadpool 2 situation. <laughs> if Ryan Reynolds doesn't intervene, Kevin McAllister is going to fuck our shit up. <laughs> I mean, getting left for multiple Christmases must leave... Like, that That, that leaves a toll on a person. <laughs> yeah, so so he needs, he needs Ryan Reynolds to step in and be like, hey, hey buddy, maybe you shouldn't be a dick. <laughs> Hey, buddy, what you got there? And he's like, he's like dissecting a squirrel that's still alive, and he's like, this might take longer than I expected. <laughs> Would anybody like to talk some more about Artemis Fowl? Because <laughs> You're the only be... one who's going to know anything. Yeah. It's really good. I'd recommend, you know what, you guys, you probably go back and read them. I've, I've read them, like, ages ago, but... I used to right. have um, I, the audio book for a few yeah. of them on tape when I was about 10-year-old, so I've listened I to actually... Them. I kind of want to know if him and Holly ever get together because I know in like book uh, four or five, they get really close and like they have like a moment where they kiss. And then it turns out that, uh, that during that book, he's been lying to her about some really serious shit because he's worried about his mom. His mom's like got a terminal illness and he's wor- trying to heal his mom. And he, because he's still a bit of a piece of shit, he kind of like lies to her instead of telling her the truth about his mom. And it kind of like, it, it's clear Gets that he's in the way. like, he's, yeah, well, it's, it's just clear that he's kind of like, fucked over their friendship because at that point they do have like a genuine friendship i'm pretty sure that like you should forgive a person for like it's not like he's done anything bad he's just like been unable to share like that he's sad that his mum is okay well no because i'm gonna have to go into more detail but basically he spoilers for artemis fowl um he tricks her into thinking that she accidentally like has caused this uh sickness because it's a sickness it's a sickness caused by magic because she can also heal it and he wants her to do that. And then it kind of gets disrupted and disrupted and then she finds out that he actually doesn't know who caused the magic sickness, but he didn't know any other elves who could potentially heal it, I think. And so he was like, I need to make sure she feels like she needs to heal my mom. And she's like, you know, you could have just told me the truth and it's like a whole moment where... And eventually she says something along the lines of like, I forgive you, like our friendship... We're not, um, you're not, we're not losing our friendship over this, but don't expect to be kissing any more elves anytime soon. Like, you've kind of fucked up that. No, nah, that's, some, that's some toxic there's, boy shit. That's, that's yeah, what, like, there's yeah. 11, by the way. There is 11 books. Oh, fuck, yes. <laughs> I've only read about seven as well, so I might finish the series. I think I've read, like, maybe four or five of them. So if you can give us, like, a month maybe or so, four. we can do an Artemis Fowl episode after that. <laughs> <laughs> just everyone get the audio versions and just sit and listen to them. I mean, I like reading books. I'm not a big fan of... Uh, I'll sit and read it. I'm not really a big fan of audiobooks. Yeah, but you get voice acting sometimes in audiobooks. I mean, yeah, like occasionally it's good, but I'm just not really... I don't yeah, know, no, I'd, You'd have to, have to, I'd have to see, like, no, like, when you get the tester of an audiobook, like... Sorry, Liam, what the fuck are you talking about? There's a there's eight Artemis Fowl books. It's literally the first line of the Wikipedia article. Yeah, I didn't I'm say... I'm looking at it now, it says 11. It says count 11 on Google. Huh. I was going to say, I'm, I didn't say it was eight. I'm looking at the... Books on. There might be some spin-offs then, I guess. There's oh, the movie tie-in one, so that'll be... Oh, yeah. There's a spin-off called The Foul Twins, which is centred around uh, Artemis's two brothers. And then there's... So there's two of those, and then there's one called Artemis Fowl, the Seventh Dwarf, which is no, like right. a... So they're, they don't oh, no. Artemis Fowl, the uh, Artemis Fowl Files is the, like, f- extra spin-off one that is, like, good. Oh, shit. I think I have read the last one. Oh, no, 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 no. no. I haven't at all. Did I actually go back and read this Wikipedia article? This is such a fucking... We might have to cut some of this. This is Ah, uh, it's fine. <laughs> we are unprofessional. They know this. Our audience are here for a reason. Oh, my God. So you, do you guys care if I spoil the books for you? Because I can leave it. 
I mean, I don't think I'm going to actually read them. I, cool. I don't care, even if you do spoil yeah. it. I so in the final fucking Artemis Fowl book, uh, with the saliva that Artemis produced when he kissed Holly, they extract his DNA and make a clone of Artemis Fowl, which is then taken to some blah 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 bullshit from the book. Artemis's spirit then takes control of the clone and he's alive once more. What a finale. I don't know wow. anything about the lead up to that, fucking but holy shit. Wow. That's some Doctor <laughs> Who type bollocks. Now, no, that is definitely worth reading now. <laughs> I know, right? I genuinely would recommend reading these books. I need to see, like, the start to end of this now. <laughs> yeah, I might, I might have to... We've, we've have read to the read start them. of Jez. Mate, how do you have, like, eight books in a series and then kill off the main character halfway through, like, what, like, the end of, like, book seven or something? <laughs> like, what the- I mean, not a great example, but I think Sword Art Online do something similar. Oh, Sword Art Online. <laughs> that's, that's a hot mess. Yeah, I uh, I started watching the most recent series, and holy hell, does it get painful! Yeah, <laughs> it sounds like a major blue balls type thing. Like, like they build up like this relationship with this elf, like for like seven books, and then he pisses her off really like legitimately, <laughs> and then they kill him. What Maybe did she he just write him. the last book by being like, "Fuck, I fucked it up." <laughs> She comes back afterwards. It's awesome. I fucking love it. Anyway, so, I think so clearly, clearly, it's not hard to kill a kid. Then, if like, let me just... work out at which book he pisses her off, and like, it affects their friendship. Because then I can work out whether or not it's like a. Because I think it might be midway through. You know, but I don't. So I don't. Got I can't time to redeem it. Right. So Artemis Fowl, the Lost Colony, is I'm pretty sure the one where he does that. Uh, yeah, because that's after the Opal Deception, which is the last. I read the Lost Colony, but I don't remember it at all. Uh, so... The last one I really remember is the. Fifth one. So is yeah. this, is so, this episode just going to be called like how hard is it to kill a kid plus Artemis Fowl? I know yeah. it's very hard to kill Artemis Fowl. Let me tell you, people try a lot in the books and it doesn't go well for them. <laughs> Instead of it being like and other topics, it's just and Artemis Fowl. To clarify, he pisses her off and affects their relationship in the sixth book in the series. There are so three more books bo- after that. No, yeah. Oh, I think there are nine books then, not in the main series. Yeah, I'm looking at nine books in the main series. So. So in book six, one. Wikipedia is also Spoilers, full of shit. Spoilers, yeah. you know. It's Either possible way. one of... Uh, anyway, yeah, Wikipedia is full of shit, but in the sixth book, he pisses her off and it affects their relationship. So there's three books for them to get back together. And I assume since they used the DNA from when he kissed Holly, it's possible... Like, And that happened three books prior. It's possible <laughs> that they get back together and they kiss some more. But like, I mean, what the fuck do I know? God knows, it's fine. I've been thinking, like... I'm so I feel like most most kids' movies, like the bad guys, don't have guns, right? Because I'm I'm thinking that, like, in terms of our question, like, how hard is it to uh, kill a kid? Um, like, you seem very uncomfortable saying that question. <laughs> Alex, like, it's oh. fine. You just got to hit them in the head with a baseball bat. I'm not uncomfortable saying it at all. No, what, just brains a kid. Throw them down a stair, like a flight of stairs, like. Yeah, like it's real easy to kill a kid. In okay. the real world, yeah. Movie sti- world, fuck like, no. But still, like, the, the the bad guys in, like, Home Alone, like, couldn't have used guns because the police show up. So they have to just go in on their own volition, right? With their own, like, abilities. And they didn't, they didn't know what they were in for. I mean, yeah, in that instance, uh, I mean, once again, though, there are more than a few opportunities where they could just hit him with a baseball bat. Yeah. I mean, I guess the Goonies must have been far enough away from the police. Like, oh yeah, they they were underground. Like, yeah, they were completely underground <laughs> and on an isolated. Basement. Everyone knows there's no laws underground. <laughs> they were underground, it's like bullets. You couldn't hear them at all. Like, <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> shots were being fired. They were just fucking useless. In a kids' movie, if you go to a basement, it's like the Wild West. 
<laughs> one of these well literally they're like if you watch those old like 80s kids movies uh, like set in America you just go out into like you know like the sort of backwater America and suddenly there are no laws it's like you can do whatever the fuck you want out into the sticks and nothing matters from seeing like movies like Hell or High Water or just like you know modern western movies that is absolutely true like you the, 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 America is way too big to police like especially like in the south or just anywhere with desert just, you know there's deserts man yeah just go out there breaking bad style put a fucking baseball bat on the back of a kid's head and just fucking swing away next thing you know <laughs> and then we're done problems are solved i think one of the big problems especially in like so i'm thinking about the parent trap as well everyone remembers the parent trap yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's the one where they hate the stepmother, isn't it? Once again, kids get together to ruin adult relationships with no understanding of what makes a good adult relationship. Don't they also, like, switch who they are as well? It's like twins. They pretend, yeah, because they're yeah. twins or some shit. It's a they find each other at a camp. They realise they're sisters. And switch. Uh, they switch places. One of them goes to London. One of them goes to America. Imagine then... you... Imagine as well. No, isn't that... No, that's that's the that's the remake. That's the remake. Anyway. The original, the original, they don't go to different countries. Oh, I don't know. I, I've never seen the original. No, the original is so much better. Like the remake is hot garbage. I'm so glad we've got the parent trap expert in because I'm not that. But what I was thinking <laughs> of is like in um in that situation, one of the big problems, and I think it's a it's like a big problem of a lot of those types of movies. Like, have you ever seen the Rugrats movie where um the woman's trying to trick Chucky's dad into marrying her for some reason I can't fucking remember. No. <laughs> okay, so that's just that's another one. How does that work? Wait, no, that that makes no sense. If you trick someone into marrying you, you've got to like continuously trick them into loving you for like seventy years. That doesn't make I any. I don't know fun. if you're aware of this, but a lot of people who get married don't love each other. Also, Ash, I think that her plan ended with, and once we're married, this thing happens that means she wins. It wasn't like a situation where she needed to maintain the marriage for fucking 50 years. I have won love and affection. It's like, marry the guy, then divorce him and steal half his shit. Yeah, something like that. Anyway, um, yeah, one of the major problems that they always encounter that is just the most hilarious thing is they have no patience whatsoever in that one thing. like It's like they're at the, the, the wedding and like somebody fucking is like slowing things down and they're like and they're losing their mind and that's what tips everyone off that they're a piece of shit and i'm like just wait 20 fucking minutes until the fucking like wait is done or whatever you put all this effort into making this plan come to fruition and then you just like the the slightest hiccup and you're like oh my god this is gonna delay by five seconds that literally happens in johnny english in johnny english too do you remember um when fucking he uh like the, the guy's about to be crowned king i think that's and literally, John English disrupts the ceremony. Yeah, but John English too, like T O O, not as in as in like yeah. as well, yeah, yeah. not as oh. in the second John English movie. It happens in Johnny English also. <laughs> yeah, is what I was trying to say. But um, yeah, so basically, like that that ceremony is delayed. What twenty minutes? And that's all he can take. Yeah. He can't handle a 20-minute delay. Literally, nobody believes Johnny English up until the point where he goes crazy and pulls a gun. And if he'd literally just been able to restrain himself for 15 if he minutes... Just went, if he just went, yeah, don't worry about it, guys. Like, we'll wait 20 minutes. Yeah, like, it's genuinely embarrassing. Because as an adult, can you imagine being so impatient that you can't wait 20 <laughs> minutes of, like, stress in order to become the king of fucking England? <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, God. Yeah, that... Oh. I forgot about that bit to be fair. <laughs> Jesus. It's always the way as well. Like they're just all adults are just just impatient, impatient as fucking movies. Yeah. Yeah, usually like you do one mistake as a goon and that's it. You you're murdered. <laughs> yeah, it's like so fucking grim. <laughs> you have angered me slightly. 
You shall die now. <laughs> you, have, you have made me slightly peeved. I will slit your throat. It's like, all right, calm down, mate. I think the problem as well they have is the bragging. You know, like when, like, because that a part of how John English tries to, I'm back to John English because that was just the first thing I could remember. But you know how like they're always bragging like, oh, well, I've got you fucking up. Like, like whenever it's a bad step parent that's trying to trick the marriage, there's always a scene where the kid like confronts them and they like drop the facade and are just like, ha 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 ha. There's nothing you can do about it. You're a shitty little kid. And I'm like, why? Why did you told your whole plan to this kid? And yeah, maybe the kid can't do anything about it, but it's also possible that if you reveal enough important, crucial details, the kid will figure something out. <laughs> like, or they'll just go and tell their like their actual like parent, and they might they person. might actually believe them. I feel like if my kid was like, yeah, so uh, your your girlfriend. I don't know how I've got a kid, but no wife. That's a sad future for me, apparently. But um, it's like, well, if we just go like, you know, you did have a wife or something, you know. She died. Sorry, Jen. <laughs> uh, so my kid is like hey uh, dad so like uh, and then he just describes this like 17 stage elaborate as hell plan that also includes everything that's happened to me in like the last four weeks and I'm like huh either my kid is some kind of fictionary genius and like should be writing novels yeah. or my step my their step parent is evil that's right like, you would you would at least have some like belief in them if like this elaborate plan you're like no way has a kid thought of this <laughs> What we're learning is that Americans just never listen to their kids. No, no, because the first step you do would be to disbelieve your child and then go talk to your, like, husband or whatever, like, and be like, my kid's saying all this shit, like, uh, uh, is it true? And then the evil, like, stepfather or whatever is just like, oh, shit, he knows all that shit, does he? Oh, it's all wrong. And then he walks off and just like slaps the kid up. It's just here's a here's a couple of <laughs> problems with that. Stabs the kid up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I love I love the practicality of stabs the kid up. But here's a couple of problems with that theory, Alex. Problem number one: if I if I message you, Alex, tomorrow and was like, hey, so um, I don't know how to tell you this, but Liam has been driving to my house every day and kicking me in the nuts and then leaving, <laughs> and I don't know what to do. Uh, I just I can't make him stop. I'm, I'm at my wit's end. Would you? immediately go to Liam and ask him, have you been kicking Jez in the nuts? Because like, <laughs> how, because I think you're, 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 you're wrongfully assuming that when somebody's accused of something else, the first thing people do is immediately Confront ask them. them. Like that person, yeah, like Liam's going to go, oh yeah, actually I'm a piece of shit and I love to kick Jez in the nuts and I, you can't stop me. Like what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> no, I'm saying that he, he obviously wouldn't admit to it. Like I'm saying as, as a, and the, but yeah, that's the my point. But you know, nobody would ever admit to it in that situation. So why would you go confront the person? What are they going to say yeah. aside from no? All that you're doing at that point is giving them an inkling that you know what's going on. I'd be like, I, my first thought would be like, well, if this is true, it should be very easy to prove because tomorrow, without any prompting, they're going to do this thing because they need it for their master plan. And yeah. then I just wait till tomorrow and I'm like, oh shit, it's weird that they dropped all that cyanide off in my coffee. Just like my kid told me. I guess I'm the victim of a children's movie. Yeah, that's right. Like, you, you would, like, instantly, like, an elaborate plan from a child... You would, you would, you would just take. You would believe at least a little bit, and you'd no, be happy to wait at least like a day or two to see if anything happens before you'd at confronting least have it them. Cross your mind before you do something. Yeah, that you wouldn't just said. go, okay, yeah, shut up, child, and like push them out the way and go speak to your partner and be like, they've just said you're trying to kill me. You'd wait a couple of days and be like, right, you know, right, stuff's actually what? happening that this child has said. Maybe they're not lying. You'd at least give it a couple of days, surely. Unless they say, in two days, you're dead. Like, <laughs> then you give it a date. Yeah. You'd think so, anyway. But, 
I, w- I wouldn't just like totally disregard what a child has told me just because it's an elaborate plan. Here's a here's another follow up question for everyone. If the situation were reversed, right? If you were if you were the kid, do you reckon you'd be the hero? Oh fuck! Because no. I don't reckon I'd be clever enough or like resourceful enough to uh, pull that off. I'd be the hero's stupid friend. Yeah, probably. I was thinking in that kind of like parent trap situation where like clearly the the parents are being manipulated. I'd have bought fully into the manipulation. Like I'd be like, no, stepmom's great. She gave me this bar of chocolate. Then I just toddle off into the corner and fucking <laughs> stare at a wall. Like I wouldn't be any help whatsoever. Devouring the bar of chocolate and you just sat there like, like fuck I yeah, feel chocolate. Like, I feel funny. <laughs> Pass out. <laughs> yeah, some fucking drug me. It was super easy too. Just had to give him some chocolate. It didn't last long. It wasn't even chocolate. It was just brown liquid that had drugs in it. I was like, oh, this must be chocolate. They're like, yep. I was like, fuck. Ah, uh, chocolate milk. <laughs> I love chocolate milk. It tastes like gasoline. Oh, God, my insides. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, right. I think it's a good place to cut it. So uh, thank you very much for joining us this week. Uh, if you know how hard it is to kill a kid, don't forget to contest on social media. <laughs> tell us <laughs> all your kid murdering ste- schemes. With the hashtag. Liam will off. tell you more. Yeah, what's uh, the hashtag? Probably hashtag Macaulay Culkin. No, ca- hashtag Kevin McAllister, the serial killer. Ooh, actually. <laughs> or Batman or Culkin. Kevin McCall- yeah, Batman Culkin. <laughs> Batman versus Culkin. <laughs> ba- uh, Batman, ver- right, we're going with Batman versus McAllister. <laughs> yes. That'll be great, yeah. Ha- hashtag so where, where Batman they, versus McAllister. And where, and where can um, they find us, Liam? Yeah, they can find us at Peak Geek Podcast on Twitter, Facebook, uh, pretty much any social media, Instagram. Uh, you can find us anywhere you can find podcasts. Uh, yeah, come come find us. Listen, do it. <laughs> do it. We'll see you all next week. Thanks for joining us.